0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome back to another edition of Movement Radio. I am your host, Chip Hazard. New Facebook, who's this? <laughs> I am Talon Williams. I'm going to let Talon explain to you the his new Facebook. Uh, <laughs> if you've been listening, you uh. know he had some issues and i'm gonna let him tell you all about that
1: uh it's yeah (laughs) basically i had to jump through 15 hoops to try to recover my facebook page and every hoop i jumped through i ended up right back where i started so i finally just said fuck it i'm just gonna start a brand new facebook page Um, So got the brand new Facebook page up and loaded. Um, I was talking in a previous episode that I wanted to uh,
0: purge my Facebook uh, page friends list. So Um, that means he's not accepting any of your friend requests. (laughs) He hates you. He hates you. He hates you. I love every
1: single one of you guys, which is the reason why I'm making this announcement. If you are, if I don't know you on a personal level or I don't have dealings with you, on a professional level, professional level, whether it be wrestling related, whether it be podcast related, then I'm not going to accept your friend request for a couple of reasons. The first reason being, if you are a fan, first and foremost, thank you for all the love and support. But I'm, I would suggest you go follow the Movement uh, Wrestling page and the Movement Radio Facebook page. We have that now, so that's good. Um, and the second reason is I don't exactly know how my Facebook got hacked. Or how my Facebook got uh, messed up, but I wanna say that it had a lot to do with somebody I don't know who I accepted because I accepted a fan on Facebook and apparently this person may have been a hack. I don't know the truth, I don't know the story. However, I'm not taking a chance of accepting a friend request from somebody that I don't know on a personal or professional level. So that's why I'm watching, watching all that
0: Asian porn.
1: It's Puerto Rican. But anyway, so we get back on the other <laughs> end of the story. I told you, stop messing with my phone when you don't need to be. Um, that being said, though, we got a lot of good things coming up for Movement Radio. Um, Chip, would you like to talk about some of the stuff? <clears throat> Nothing, don't give away too much information, but talk about
0: some things that we do have in the works as of right now. Uh, currently, we have some cross-promotion coming up with some really cool podcasts. Um, not not just in like the Tennessee area, not in not even just in the United States. I've been talking to some podcasters from all around the world. We're gonna do some cross promotion. Uh, that should be coming up pretty soon. Uh, some really cool stuff uh, to go with that. <clears throat> I was uh, at Walmart last night and bumped into an. No, excuse me, bumped into go. a an old buddy of mine, Rocky Sparlock, Right, he's the uh, founder and creator of BarleyCon. Yep, and. I'm not going to tell you too much about FarleyCon because here in the coming weeks or so, we're going to have Rocky come on and tell you the story of FarleyCon. I think it would, it, it, I would do it a disservice. Talon would do it a disservice. Definitely. Uh, I, I would much rather Rocky tell you the the story of BarleyCon, how it came to be, why it came to be, and where it's going into the future. I talked to him for about an hour last night, just kinda shooting the breeze. He's got some cool stuff coming up. And we want to be a part of that. We want to help him out and promoting the stuff that he's got coming up. So
1: definitely. And we, you know, and we've known Rocky ever since we've been involved with the wrestling industry, he was involved with it, his father was involved with it, and um, he uh, does a real good job of, uh, you know, he did a real good job with us, you know, helping out, you know, us in wrestling, but aside from wrestling, he's just a, he's just an awesome person to talk to, whether you're talking about video games, talking about movies, talking about uh, Star Wars, talking about superheroes, comic books, I mean, dude's legit awesome. And I can't wait for him to come on the show and we can uh, talk to him about a lot of different things. We are going to go take a commercial break. But before we do, a very special announcement that we found out earlier this week. You guys can now listen to us on Spotify now. And I think that is a big deal because a lot of some of my favorite, some a lot of some of good podcasts that we've listened to in the past. You can hear on Spotify, just as you can hear on Apple Podcasts, just as you can hear on Google Podcasts. So this podcast, we're not even 15 episodes deep and we're already being accepted to all these other different forums and all these other different platforms. And, dude, it is truly a blessing. I don't know. I don't know what we did. In this world, for God to bless us the way that He's doing it, man. But thank you, Jesus, and thank every single one of you guys for listening to us. Um, you know, just be who we are and just, you know, commenting and just having fun with this podcast. And I hopefully you guys are enjoying it as much as we are creating it. We hope you are enjoying listening to it as much as we are enjoying creating
0: it. You know, I
1: think it's just, I think it's a great thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can you can literally go to. Your favorite podcasting app, whether it be Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Public uh, public Radio, uh, Podcast Addict, whatever it may be, whatever app you use to listen to uh, your podcasts, we're there. Just search Movement Radio. We're there. You can listen to us on the web, Anchor.fm. Anchor also has an app. Please uh, support us and help us continue to bring you the content that you guys seem to be enjoying. And if you're not enjoying it, send us an email, (laughs) movementradio2019 at gmail.com. Yes. Send us an email. Tell us what you don't like, why you don't like it, what we can do to make it better for you. We're doing this for you guys. Exactly. And, And
1: There's another um, great thing about this podcast is that we get the opportunity to talk about whatever we want to talk about, and we'll get into more of what I mean by that in the next segment. But for right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Our good friend T.Y. is going to tell you about his tax show, and we'll be right back with more Movement Radio.
2: Got any plans October 5th, 2019? Dalton Fairgrounds. It represents Clash at Carpet City 2. Proceeds to benefit the Carter Hope Center. See talents such as Joey Litch, Gary J, Warhorse, Jake Murphy, Shane Daniels, Drew Game, Tiger Kid, The Movement, Chip Hazard, and Talon Williams. The Honey Badger, Chase Jordan, Thomas Shear, and Colt Cabana and many more. Tickets start at $15, front row, those are going fast. General admission $10 for adults. Kids that are ages 6 through 11 are $5, and kids under 6 are free with a paid adult admission. Groups of 8 or more $5 each, but these are pre-purchase only. If you want your tickets, please call 706-226-7044. Doors open at 5:30. Bell time is at 7 on the dot. Thank you to our sponsors: North Georgia Toyota, Price Busters, Lock Guys of Dalton, Georgia, Soul Sisters Boutique, Cleveland, Tennessee Bands, Shot Down South, Modern Woodman. Fraternal Financial, and not another freaking wrestling podcast. Be there.
0: And welcome back to Movement Radio. Today, we're going to talk about something near and dear to our hearts. Yes. No, it's not wrestling. Yes. It's video games. Yay, video games. We're going to talk about the regular NES, the very first Nintendo Entertainment System. The OG (coughs) original gamers. Uh, And just a quick, quick rundown of what the NES was. Um... It uh, was commonly known as the Famicom in Japan, mm-hmm. which launched July 15th of 1983. The regular NES launched a test market in New York October 18th of 85, followed by a test in L.A. in February of 86, followed by Chicago, Frank, San Francisco, and then other top 12 U.S. markets, followed by a full launch across North America and some European countries in September of 86. Right. So, September of 86 is when the NES hit North American soil for public consumption.
1: Right. Do you remember the very first time you ever played an OG Nintendo?
0: I do. I was, oh, maybe six or seven. Right. Um, I was born in 83, so I was maybe six or seven when... I first touched a, a regular NES controller, and uh, I went with with my dad over to a friend of his house, and <clears throat> they had a regular Nintendo, and I was like, "Ooh, what is this?" Right. And asked if I could play, and uh, his son said, "Yeah, let's let's play." Right. And the first game I ever played was Duck Hunt. Yeah. I I think that's everybody's first game whenever they play. Either that or Mario. It could be. But it was was Duck Hunt because, you know, they they had the little gun. And I was like, (laughs) ooh, what's this? Yeah, I'm six or seven years old. I'm super excited about (laughs) everything. Yeah, it's crazy. And, uh, man, I was just, you know, kind of addicted from there. Right.
1: I remember my very first time I ever played it was, uh, I was young, too. I mean, it came out. I was born in 86. So, of course, my dad had one. My dad, see, my dad, my dad was born in 61 and my dad grew up. You know, young teenager going to in the seventies and early in the eighties. So in his early twenties, he was going to the arcades because arcades were the thing in the in the early to early to mid eighties. Oh yeah. So he was always either at every Saturday at the arcade or something like that if he wasn't working. He was you know, having some, have some extra money, he'd go to the arcade. Um, he, my dad had the old school Atari and he had the old school Coleco Vision. I, I remember then, playing you know. the old
0: school Atari too. We'll talk about right. that on a, another episode.
1: Yeah, but. but but he but the first console. Cool. Home console that the first home console that he had was the OG Nintendo. He had he didn't get a Coleco until much later, but he did have the OG Nintendo. I was maybe four years old when he uh, when I got the controller and I played Mario for the very first time. It was the original Super. It was the original Super Mario Brothers. Um, and so, so Super Mario Brothers, not
0: Mario Brothers. Mario, they're two different games. Well, well it,
1: was, it was it was whatever the first one was. It wasn't. I can't remember if it was Super Mario Brothers, or Mario Brothers, whichever one it was. But it was it was a Yeah, that's Super Mario. Yeah, that one. Um, but whichever one it was, I uh, remember playing that one. Um, you know, I it took me literally a hundred something tries to try to make through the first level because I'm, I'm four years old. Like uh, four year old four year old kids don't play video games like this. At least back in the day. Nowadays they, they nowadays it's different. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, but do you remember how many times you died on that very first Goomba? Oh my God! At least <laughs> at least ten. At least ten. And then finally I was like, Yay! I got over it. And then my dad's like, Hey, don't forget to hit the block. And I'm like. Um. Okay. So you hit the block and say, like, Hey, I got a mushroom. And then you lose the mushroom immediately. Cause that damn turtle came out of nowhere. Yep. <laughs> oh man. They, and I, I man, it was just so fun. Cause I remember the very, the, where I was, um, uh, my, my dad had a, had a friend of his that lived in Cahuta and, um, Cahuta, Georgia. And, um, he would always go over and they always had it. And y- y- when you're the youngest in the group, you know, because at the time... Well, I wasn't the youngest at the time. My, my sister was born. But she was, you know, not really into it at that point. She's into it now, but she wasn't into it at that point. But it was like, you have to be Luigi. You can't be Mario. You have to be... Or you have to be the second player, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, like, never, you it, never got to you be... You never got to be Mario, you know, unless it was like one player. Everyone takes a turn and stuff. But, um, but then as you get older and as you start to play more games and you're like you know because there was so many cool games that i remember playing the memories of playing them later in my life are a little bit more uh or more vivid than the ones that I've met my beginning of playing uh i remember playing uh the teenage mutant ninja turtle game the the first one and i hated it <laughs> because it was so difficult
0: Especially the underwater level. You remember the underwater level? Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell? When have you ever in your life seen electrified seaweed? That's what I'm saying. Like, why would the seaweed be electrified? And, they, and nothing else. No, yeah, nothing
1: else. And then you have, to, you have to hold the button. You have to hit the button ever so often to make the turtle swim. But at the same time, you have to be wise because you can't hit it. And why is it on the very first level that you go into? If I'm not mistaken the final boss was you either had to play you either you either not I won't say the final boss but you had to play through all these different things you got people You got these little weird alien looking things flying at you out of nowhere and stuff the controls for that game were shit you know the, the, the first the first turtles game was ass the second one was better a whole lot better uh, you know I never played the second or third this- one because the first one you had such a bad experience with? I had such a bad experience with the first yeah. one. The second was... one was good. I never played the third one, and I didn't play another Turtles game until uh, Turtles in Time came out for the Super NES, but we'll talk about that one at a different time. Um, do you remember some of your favorites growing up? And, and then we don't have to list the top five or anything. It could just be ones that you remember, ones that we can go back and forth with different games, because I think we have similar similar
0: Yeah, I with mean games that we've uh, played. Man, I remember playing <coughs> the original Castlevania. Yes. Uh, Donkey Kong, you know the one where he's up top and he's throwing the damn barrels <laughs> right? right at you, right? There's that the uh, Doctor Mario Duck Hunt, of course, right? Uh, the original Final Fantasy.
1: Yeah, I, I can honestly say I've never played the original Final Fantasy. No, no, no. it was it was fun. It wasn't. Uh, was that the, was it the creation? Was it the beginning of the quote unquote role player? Or was there role player games
0: before then? Uh, I I would have to. I don't remember which came out first, whether it was Final Fantasy or uh, Legend of Zelda. Right. Uh, and some people... I think Zelda came out first, though, right? Because Zelda
1: was one of the original
0: five, right? Because some like people Mario don't consider... Right. ...Zelda, uh, an RPG, per se. They consider it more action-adventure. Right. So, right, you know, uh, but, you know, The Legend of Zelda, uh... First basketball game I ever played, Jordan versus Bird, one on one. Right. Uh, Sadly, I was a late bloomer when it came to basketball games.
1: I didn't. My first basketball game was NBA Jam for the Sega, but we'll talk about that at a different time as well. Right. Um, do you remember Ninja Gaiden? I do remember that ninja was Gaiden. that was one that was like the first like action adventure that I remember playing because I remember it's like oh you get to be a ninja that's so cool. Um, you get to the very and you go through the very first level and you think it's cool because it's it was like you could do all these ninja moves. You jump against the wall and you'd stick. You know what I'm saying? You walk up the wall, you jump back and forth between the walls, like, this is so cool. And, uh, for some reason, the people that you had to fight weren't other ninjas, they were, like, boxers and, like, thugs. People, there was some dude running on both, on all fours like a dog, it was, it was weird. Yeah. Weird characters, um, um, but I did, I did enjoy it. Now, the remake that they did for the Xbox 360 was trash. I hated it. Um... But the original three were just as good. Uh, I like the first one out of all of them, to be honest. Right. Um, but do you remember Mega Man? Yes, I don't. I've, I played the first two Mega Men, and then kind of tapered off from there. And then I didn't play another one until like Mega Man. Eight or something like that because I, I skipped a whole bunch of the Mega Man's. Oh yeah, um, you started
0: back up with some Trash. I Mega did, man.
1: man. I did. It, it, it didn't start getting good till Mega Man X. So, um but but I did play one and two. I I enjoyed one. I enjoyed two a little bit better than I enjoyed one. Um, Just because, I mean, you had more features in two than you did in one. Right. And unfortunately, I never got to play three through six. I wish I did, but never had a chance to play three three, three, through six. Unfortunately. Uh, Um, Did you you ever
0: play football on the NES?
1: Unfortunately, no. I didn't start
0: playing football
1: video games until probably the... Super, maybe the second. Like Madden 94? I think I think Madden was the first one I played. I think it was 94 on the Sega was the first time that Man, I played it nothing that thing.
0: beats Tecmo Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm telling you.
1: I mean, I've played it since, but at the time I haven't. I did, I never played it Um, at the time I was growing up. I think if I had to play it at the time I was growing up. It wasn't was like Bo Jackson, a part of it, or Barry yes, Sanders or whatever. Yes. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> I wish I would have been able to do that. Now, I did play some sports games. Uh, actually, one of my favorite games. Yep. that I played it's a, it's a game that made me a fan of the Los Angeles Kings it was a game called Blades of Steel it was a hockey game where the whole premise of it was it was like a real hockey game only the focus was on the fighting most of the time because oh. me and my like I would literally because my, my dad could kick my ass in the game so the only way that I could like okay well I'm gonna get you this way and then you can if you, if you bump if, if the two players bump into each other enough times they start throwing fists at each other then all of a sudden you the screen cuts black and it goes fight! And it shows the two uh, bo- uh, hockey players throwing down their gloves, and they start fighting. And if you get three good hits on your opponent, then that person is "quote unquote" taken out for the rest of the game. And plus, it was it, they just brought in another generic player, you know. But it, that was the premise. It, it was like NFL blitz, only you can actually see the fighting happen. You know what, oh, I'm, what I'm saying? About- and it was actually pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, and the reason why it made me a fan of LA, it made me a fan of the LA Kings. Um, my favorite color is purple and that was the only purple team that was on there so i always picked the purple team and then once i got a little bit older and i started watching sports a little bit more religiously uh the la kings even though they're known for wearing the black and silver a lot of times they'd go they they would wear their throwback jerseys going all the way back to the 60s which was the purple and gold and they wore the purple jerseys that one out that i watched and i was like all right that's my team and that was back in 98 99 something like that um and then i've been a fan of the kings since then so um, that's a little little bit of tidbit of history of my sports. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you another good game that I really enjoyed, Blaster Master, which later became a game for the uh, PS4. I want to say, it, it, it was remade for the for the later consoles. Okay. But that one that's, was really tell us cool. tell us a little bit about that one Blaster was Master that was or Master Blaster Ma- it, it Blaster Master, Master Bader. It, <laughs> it 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 was almost like a it was a cross between like remember the game kid chameleon yes it was kind of like kid chameleon you you didn't have the interchangeable mask and stuff like that okay um it was it it, it had it had an element of okay here's the best way i can describe it imagine a small dollar store version of metroid mixed in with legends of zelda okay i know it sounds weird the way that i said it but i mean it was fun because you had to you had to go through these different mazes and stuff you're going through this mountain and stuff like that and it's the, the ugly little creature at the, on the box cover is the big boss at the end that you have to fight, and, like, it, it's one of those games that was, because you could drive around on the, uh, in, in the big, uh, car and everything, like, or the, the, uh, the aircraft or whatever, not aircraft, I'm sorry, the, uh, the mobile, uh, armored car that you were driving around and you could hop out of it and you can go explore other stuff to open up okay, portals okay. to go into other ones so you can get your car through. And then they had other ones where it felt like a Legend of Zelda game where you had to go through these different areas and solve puzzles and Things like that, and you get power ups and stuff like that. And it was a pretty fun. Like I think I spent more time playing that game than probably any other game that I remember playing. Really, it was that. It was the first game where I felt like I was accomplishing something, even though it probably wasn't doing much. Okay. Um, But I enjoyed. I enjoyed that game. That was one of my favorite ones. What were some of your favorites?
0: Well, I was going to ask you, what do you? What is the the strangest regular NES game that you ever played? Um, strangest in terms of. Like gameplay, strangest in terms and of concept. Just, you looked at it and you pl- you played it and you had fun, but it was just like, man, this is really weird. It's <laughs> kind of strange. What what's going well, on? Well, well,
1: I mean, when you're when you're a young kid, like four to six years old, a lot of stuff is, you think is kind of weird. Um, um, Contra, because of that, because of the aliens and the creatures you had to okay. play against and stuff. Yeah. It pissed me off because when you died in Contra you to start all the way back over again. You had, no, you, you had no... You had no lives. You had, like, three lives. Yep. If you... You know... Which, thank God that the people kids at today Konami... Don't,
0: no, yeah. Kids today don't know what it's like to not have friggin' memory cards and save points. You have three lives. You have to beat the
1: whole entire game, and they're giving you three lives. If you did... If you did it on hard, you got one life. If you lost... All the way back from the beginning. Don't matter what level you make it to, you lose. You start all the way. I don't think I don't know if anybody. Not to say it hasn't happened, but I can't think of anybody off the top of my head who went through the whole entire game on one life. I don't I, think that I don't think it's possible because the, the 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 bad guys get stronger as the game goes on. You right. know, so good luck to anybody who's ever done that. And Contra was also I think another game that I like that was kind of like Contra, but it was more fun. Okay. Double Dragon. Double Dragon. Was Double good. Dragon was it was it was almost like it was like streets of rage for the sega which is kind of like i think sega kind of took the 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 concept of double dragon and made it their own right but at the same time double dragon was to me double dragon was one of my one of my one of my favorite because that was the first time that it was like a, it was two players so my dad would be the red one and i would be the blue one so we would come through, and we'd like, hey, Daddy, me and Daddy are kicking ass together. You know what I'm saying? So, right, that was fun. Then later on, me and my sister would play it, um, and then later on, uh, Super Mario Brothers three came out, and then that's what we did. You know, that's why Lily's always Luigi whenever we play like Mario Party games and stuff. She's like, well, I was Luigi when I was a kid. I guess I'll be Luigi for the rest of my life. I guess. So, of course, you know, Luigi's Mario's little brother, whatever. Um, what are some of the games that you looked forward to? Like you get
0: you like which, did you? Uh, I think you told me this earlier this week. You did you own? No. Uh, okay. There, here's a little tidbit of uh, trivia about me. I never actually owned the the OG Nintendo, the, the NES, the regular NES, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um. The the first game system that was that I ever owned uh, was the Super NES. I got it for Christmas when I was nine years old. Right. So, and I you know, I have since, you know, as an adult, went back and purchased a regular NES right. just because I want my kids to have those experiences growing yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, I don't want them to start out with the the latest and greatest. I want them to start out with, you know, the classics yeah. and and work their way up. Right. So, saying that, the there was I had a friend that lived uh, kind of diagonal to where I lived and we went to school together and everything and he had a regular NES. His parents bought him one and I would come home from school every day. Come home from school and I rush through my homework and I, All right, mom, I'm going to Chucky's house. Right. And if you listen to the horror movie episode, you'll understand who Chucky who is Chucky is. Right. When we first moved to chattanooga the kids scared the shit out of me because his name was chucky and there was the child's play movies go back and listen to the episode you'll get the whole story i'm not giving it to you again chapter five go look it up but i would rush through my homework and i'm like all right mom i'm going to chucky's and i would run up there and we'd play excite bike right that was my shit yeah, was you fun, could man. you know you could build your own courses and everything right we'd always try to build courses that he didn't think i could make it through right and i didn't think he could make it through and we would play hours of excite bike right i would have to say prior to having my own nes and going and playing excite bike was my favorite nes game ever
1: that's dope man that's really cool that you know you, but see but that's another thing too about it is that more than just playing video games more than just you know being lost in the escapism of being in this alternate reality and all this sort of stuff making the memories is what is important for a lot of us you know cause like I was a fan of the original Bomberman game that came out for the, for the OG Nintendo
0: Okay.
1: and later on Back when I lived in Flintstone, this was before I was with Amy. Before I was anything, back when I was still living, back when we were still living in Flintstone. Okay. It was back when uh, it was back when uh, my sister was with her ex, Cody. Uh, they would have the Wii system. We had the Wii system, and you could go and you can purchase uh, stuff through the Wii. Yeah. Right. Well, it would be me, my sister. Her ex and my dad would all four sit on the couch with the, re- with the re- remote and play the original 1986 Bomberman on the Wii. Same graphics and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, oh, man, this is bringing me back memories of when I was a kid. Right. Nowadays, I have an Xbox One, obviously. Um, and you can purchase the brand new Bomberman, which I didn't purchase it. I got it because I have games with gold. Mm-hmm. and i play and i'm playing the bomber man like i'm then i'm going through story mode and everything like that and you know and malachi sees me playing it and he was like hey daddy can i play and i'm like yeah sure why not so i let him have the remote sure enough the moment i handed it to him and for the anyone who, who who knows what my son looks like you you would have thought that i'm the one that gave birth to this child and not my wife
0: previously i don't think so anymore I don't think he looks like you at all anymore. Really? You, yep. don't, you don't think so? He's he's gaining more of Amy's features. You think so? I do. Okay. Yep.
1: Either way, this kid did at one point in his life look exactly like me. Yeah. But I gave him the remote. He's he's watching. He's he's looking at the TV, playing the game. And I immediately was like, wow, I wonder if that's how my dad looked at me when I first picked up a game. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it, it immediately. And then just the other day, Malachi asked me, he goes, hey, daddy, um, when are you going to bring the xbox over to the house and full disclosure we don't have cable or internet at the house right now and i told him i'm like well buddy you know whenever we get a chance to he goes okay i miss playing bomberman with you right in the heart right in the feels I was like man you know because i created a memory with my son and he wants to relive that memory again i think that it's awesome so video games can bring people together you know exactly what are some of your um now we're on subject what was one of the hardest games that you've ever played you know, on the on the Nintendo. Do you remember playing Jesus. any hard games? I mean, obviously, I mean, a lot of games are hard when you're a kid.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, I mean, one that maybe one that frustrated you a lot. The uh, the original Ninja Turtles game. Right. That frustrated the shit out of me. But right. then, what about Disney's Aladdin? Did you ever play that? I played it for the Sega. I don't think I played it for the for the original Nintendo. Okay. Um, but, yeah, but I, I know when we're talking about. It was about. the same game. Right. But I remember playing it on the NES first, then right. the, the Super Nintendo later. Did right. uh, you a fan of Tetris at all? Yeah, but I played Tetris mostly on the Game Boy. Right. Oh. Um, right. It was, it was more of a time killer than it was. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. Uh, I'll tell you one that it frustrated the shit out of me that I still love to this day. Right. Like Tyson's Punch-Out. Oh, yeah, definitely. That, that was a
1: fun one though it was fun it was fun yeah. and, and now and now the and now the uh, and now the Kid Joe's now in the uh, Smash Brothers series exactly so, that's, so, so, so exactly. bringing back a lot of that old school
0: mentality into the new age. Uh, do you remember playing Rampage or was that more of an arcade thing for you that was more of an arcade thing for yeah you? I remember playing it at the arcade um, there used to be an arcade at Northgate Mall right and I remember going with my buddies we would go to the arcade, we'd mm-hmm. play Rampage, Street Fighter, and Pac Man, and and shit yeah. like that. So. Yeah,
1: is there is there is there like a hidden gem in the games that, or a hidden gem in the uh, Nintendo world that maybe not a whole lot of people know about, but you love the game, and that maybe you need to let other people know, like, hey, this game was fun back when I played
0: it. Maybe like a hidden gem that I, maybe didn't get a whole lot of fanfare, maybe didn't get a whole lot of. Uh, I'm not sure you know, how the fanfare was for it. Mm-hmm. But there was this game, and I remember playing it on the Atari. Okay. And then they ported it over to the NES. And since then, I have it on my Xbox One now. Right. And that's how much I enjoy this game. Okay. It's called Cubert. Yes. Uh, and it was basically the the synopsis of Cubert. If you've never played it, is you have this kind of geometry kind of deal with squares that right. you can jump on. Right. And the squares, when you jump on them, they change color. Right. You have to change every one to the same color. Right. But at the same time, you have these snake-like creatures and other creatures Mm -hmm. that are chasing you. Right. Uh, Right? Right. And so, when they jump on a block, they change the color to a different color. Right. So, So then you have have to go back. You have to go back. And it, it seems simple, but... You can. It's the first game I remember where you could jump off the edge of a map. Yeah. Um,
2: Mm. Yep. yep.
0: And then it starts you all the way back at the top. No matter where you were, you start right back at the top. And and then all the squares are back to square one, pretty much. And you hope that there's not a snake waiting on you right there. Right. Uh, But then there was another game. Go ahead. Called Gogol 13
1: i don't
0: think i've ever played that uh it was a you were a spy it was this kind of mission impossible-esque right uh but it frustrated the shit out of me too right it's fun if you haven't played it try to find it uh whether you purchase an nes have an nes find the game or uh there's tons of emulators out there yes you
1: I'm know pr- yeah you definitely find, find it, it play it, it.
0: Yeah send me a message let me know what you think
1: i'll tell you one that i liked um and i was telling you about it earlier it was a game called eight eyes and um, i showed you the box art for it and you said you've never seen it i've never eight seen eyes, it I've never it, heard it, of it, it. was kind of like it was kind of like castlevania a little bit the, the, the synopsis of it like i said before the synopsis of it was mankind is in a post-apocalyptic world nuclear war all this sort of stuff and person by the name of the great king has these eight stones that are basically controlled kind of like the infinity stones in okay a way. and they're called the eight eyes because when you wear the cr- you, you know they're on the crown and the crown has eight places it looks like eight eyes blah, blah blah um and you are basically this person who tries to save the king and the stones and all this sort of stuff it was an interesting game um uh I would recommend it. It was definitely an interesting one. Um, another, a lot of other ones that uh, were good. Is there one that you would say that you never played but you would have
0: wished you did? Before we get to that, okay. I just had this pop up across my uh, my phone here. Okay. <clears throat> Breaking news. This is as of. Today, Friday, September 27th, Spider Man will stay in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
2: Woo-hoo. Sony
0: and Disney have made up, they've kissed and hugged, and that Marvel will produce the third. Spider-Man film featuring Tom Holland. That is awesome. So, that's, that's good for the, the Spider-Man franchise. Yeah. Did you ever... Uh,
1: did, 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 was there sorry, Spider- that... Oh, no, you're good. Was there a Spider-Man game on the Nintendo game? Was there an old school? I don't
0: remember kind of like there a... ever being a Spider-Man game on the no. the NES. I would have to do some research.
1: Yeah. I think the, um, I think there was a Spider-Man... I, knew, I know there was a Spider-Man game for the Sega CD. Yes. Spider-Man vs. Kingpin. Yes. That had a dope-ass soundtrack, too. You know, but anyway, even though it was just music, it was actually some pretty interesting music.
0: Uh. So, I'm sorry, I, I cut you off what was your question i
1: completely forgot (laughs) Uh, no 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 no. is there one game that you didn't play as a kid and then going back now and you played it afterwards and it was like oh man that was pretty cool game like why couldn't i played it earlier you see what i'm saying like like one of those like maybe you didn't play it at the beginning and then later on you played it or maybe you still haven't played it and like to play
0: um well i mean hearing you talk about uh blaster master yeah. I, I wouldn't mind going back and playing Hood, that. It was fun. There It was fun. I'll tell you one that
1: I I, I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed later. I didn't get a little chance like Kirby's Adventure. I thought Kirby's Adventures was always fun, but a lot of his games were on Game Boys, and his bigger his bigger stuff was on I Super. His bigger stuff were on was on the Super NES. See, the the
0: um, first time I ever remember playing a Kirby game was the Nintendo sixty four. Okay. So with Kirby sixty four,
1: right? But We'll, we'll um, talk about that.
0: Did you, Did you ever play Kid Icarus? Never played Kid Icarus. Me, me neither. I never played that one. No. Nope. Um, um. Real quick, what What would, in no particular order, give me your top five NES games? Um, no particular order, or if you want to put them in order, you can. Um, no
1: particular Super order. Super Mario Bros. three. Okay. Blades of Steel. Okay. Uh, Master Blaster. Yep. Um, the second. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, game. Okay. And Ninja Guy, And Ninja Guy, Ninja Gaiden. Oh. Honor, Honorable mention, Castlevania, Legend of Zelda, and Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. And Excitebike. So, okay. what would you
0: say your five are? Uh, top five, no particular order, Mario 3. Right. Legend of Zelda, Excitebike, Metroid, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure that oh. if you
1: polled a lot of people, you would definitely have Super Mario Brothers... So some and some
0: rendition it, of Super Mario Brothers. Uh, I, I, I will tell you a a Super Mario game for the NES that I never played on the NES mm-hmm. but went back and played it when it came out for the Super NES that I fell in love with and I think is completely underrated. The lost world Super Mario Brothers two.
1: yes, two is very underrated as a game. Um, I think I think because it was so different from one. and and it's completely different from 3 as well yes you know but I think with 3 with the advent of you know different levels within the game and stuff like that you know it makes it um it, it it was like a throwback to the original but at the same time it had the the it's so strange because you play the first one and it's like, oh I man, these, these these graphics are very blocky. But then when you play third, the third uh, game, even though it's on the same system, these graphics are so much better. Yes. You see what I'm saying? It's so strange how the the two you know are completely different from each other. Same franchise, same system, but completely different as far as the game and the structure of the yes whatever yes. the technology was at the time with which they
0: incorporated into the new system. Now a lot of these games are on the the NES mini right which which I do own an NES mini
2: mm-hmm.
0: um if it, you don't own one right not yet no. i would recommend maybe picking one up right and and letting Malachi play some of these games like an excite Bite or the regular metroid right Um right which he which
1: i did show i was uh i was going through my phone and i did see the uh um, the commercial for—I say commercial—it's really the advertisement for the uh, Sega Mini.
0: Actually, i seen one of those last night. Uh, they have them at Walmart for sale. They're seventy-nine dollars, right? And uh, man, it—it it, it looks really cool. It does,
1: man. And, and, and most of the, and a lot of my favorite memories and, and I like—I'm a big, big, big fan of Sega's uh, Genesis games and Sega CDs and stuff like that. And we'll get talk about that on another episode. Um, but overall. As far as a console, because we've already talked about the games that we enjoy. As far as the console goes, where do you think the console ranks all time among all of the consoles in every generation? Because we're already, because I think we're in like the eighth generation of consoles right
0: now. Uh, I think we're further. I think that, we're further than the eighth right now. I, I think I think the idea of where the the NES would rank is subjective. Okay. Um, and the reason I say that is it depends on the age range right uh you have some kids that you know started out with playstation 3 xbox 360 right and have moved forward and then you have some people who started out with excuse me the the nintendo game and watch right you know which was a watch with a game it was kind of the precursor to what game boy is right you know, and they may say that that was, I think it's very subjective. Right. Um. I will tell you, as much fun that I I had with the regular NES, the console itself, I think, was trash. Because you had to fix it so much. Man, every time <laughs> I
2: wanted to play the game, I didn't,
0: mind, <laughs> I didn't mind having to blow the dust out of the cartridge. Right. But it was getting my fingers in there and wiggling the, the cartridge mm-hmm. back and forth to get the... The, uh, the, to get it lined up with the, with the circuit the, board and the everything like board. That. That's that. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I drew a blank there. The circuit board to get it lined up right. Man, I got so pissed. I don't know how many times that I have like hammer fisted a NES system. Oh,
1: man, it's insane. I remember one time I walked over to a buddy of mine's house. He lived across the street from us. Um, I think, uh, yeah, Ladarius, that's what his name I couldn't think of it. Was. I think I think of his name. That's how long it's been since I've seen him. But me and Lily would walk over to the house, and he would literally have, like, two butter knives sticking out of the system. I'm like, how the hell are you not getting electrocuted? And he was like, don't touch it. It's perfect. Don't mess with it. And I'm like, man, okay, I, I ain't gonna mess with it. I'm telling you. You put Stephen King's It on top of it. Not even the paperback. Just, you know, like. Because here's what my dad would do. Because my dad also had a game genie as well. For those of you who don't know what a game genie is.
0: Man. A
1: game genie is a port that you put on the system and then put into the console. This is what my dad did. He would take the game, put it inside the game genie, hook it, stick it inside halfway, and then just shove it in there. And you couldn't slam it down. You had to gently push it down or else it wouldn't lock. So he yeah. would gently press it down. He would fold the top down we had an old school like 11 by 14 inch like thick ass family Bible. Yep. And my dad would literally slam the Bible on top of the gaming system. And I'm like, dad, what are you doing? <laughs> he said, the power of Christ compels you. He hit the button and it started playing. Oh my God. Okay. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> um, but yep. yeah, that that's, that's always fun. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, this, this, this thought, and I, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, I don't believe that you have to have, like, 1080p quality graphics or anything like that to enjoy a video game, you know? Like, the system was an 8-bit system, and even an 8-bit system, I think, an 8-bit system to me, I don't think the graphics have anything to do with the quality of the gameplay. If you enjoy
0: it, you enjoy it, and it's fun, you know? It's That's, that's what I say, you Yeah. Know. Because um, there's still times I go back and I play. Like I said, I own the NES Mini, right. so I go back and I play. You know, some of those original games, and Grayson will crawl up in my lap, and be like, "I watch you play, Daddy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you can watch me play here. You have the controller, you can play. Well, right. oh, I can play. Yeah, yeah, man. We do and, that. We do that all the time with. Um, and then he gets, you know, he gets
1: pissed because he dies. But right. Well, that was that was like. Um, And nowadays, now that we have kids and stuff like that, because I would go over to my mom's house and my sister would be over there with Lydia and Gabriel and we would all sit down. We would play video games. We play uh, Mario Party. We play uh, Smash Bros. My son, like I could not the, the joy in his face when he won his very first Smash Bros. game. Yeah. Dude, it's a memory I'll never forget,
0: you know? Shit, the joy in my face when I won my very first Smash Bros. Yeah.
1: game. Right. Shit. That was crazy. But, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, it's time for us to get back to the real world. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this episode of Nostalgia. And um, we will be uh, doing more episodes very soon. Got a lot of big announcements coming soon. A yeah. lot
0: of big things coming from the, for the radio show.
1: Uh, um,
0: be on you know. the lookout for Haunted Places in America. Um more on classic Nintendo systems um we've got some cult classic stuff coming up as well yes uh our football related stuff uh basketball starts in a month we're getting ready to head into the postseason of baseball we'll be talking about that um a lot of cool Because both things, of our man. teams, both of our baseball teams made it into the postseason. Hopefully
1: both of our baseball teams will meet in the World Series, and then we're going to have something to talk about. <laughs> then we're not going to have something to talk we're about. We're going to have to of them <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Sure. Okay. Um, but until next time, thank you guys for uh, listening to this. My name is Talon Williams. This is Chip Hazard. And thank you for listening to Movement Radio. See you.